do some freaky shit again, and I'ma get up out this chair, and I'ma bust your ass. You wanna rub your dick, bitch? You rub your dick when you get off the motherfucking train. I wear speedos when I'm at the store. You know I'm wearing my speedos when I'm doing cardio. I'm wearing speedos. It feels super breezy, like I ride tornadoes. Swimming, swimming, swimming. I'm sorry to be so stern with you, Barbara, but you do disappoint me. The way you slink about in a uniform two sizes too small and no name tag. It's bullshit. Absolutely crap. There's no such thing as white privilege. It's more like white getting screwed in the re rear. Hi, welcome to Last Man on Earth. My name is Lex Jurgen. As always, I'm flanked by Matt Ralston. Matt remains one step ahead of the law in the police search for that masturbating man on the LA's Gold Line Metro. Eventually, Matt will be caught, handcuffed, and beaten by powerful men in mustaches, at which point he will masturbate even more furiously. <laughs> Did you see that story in the news? No, I didn't know there was uh, a guy. Yeah, there was a guy. Well, th here's the thing. There's always guys masturbating on Metro, mm. but someone actually took a, a woman who he was masturbating to, took a video of him masturbating, mm -hmm. and posted it online uh, to identify him. It's a very, very clear picture of him uh, grabbing his junk and uh, tugging himself, uh, staring at her. And so they're trying to find, they're trying to find the guy. But the only interesting part of the story was like it, there was a reporter from ABC7, the local news station, who said like who tried to frame this as like, oh my god, I can't believe this happened on the metro. How could this be in Los Angeles? I'm like, have you ever been on the metro before? Are you kidding me? This happens. How could this happen in Los Angeles? Yeah. <laughs> I, I believe there were like 17,000 reports of sexual harassment on the metro last year, something like that. Some obscene number by women against men. They're just it's just full of groping, masturbating men. I mean, that's just who rides the metro like routine routinely. I it's, saw a guy with a fishing pole with a dildo as yes. a fishing lure, <laughs> casting it and then dragging it along the ground in front of women as though they were fish, which I hate to admit I kinda laughed yes. at. Uh that could be like a Steve O trick. Like <laughs> What is, what is it with guys? Do they think no one's going to notice that they're masturbating? Or do they just, is that part of the thrill? Remember the security guard that was masturbating on the field at yes. the Chargers game? Yes. There's like 30,000 people there. Yeah. He How was are you going to get away with this? He was Well, I guess he figured I'm security guard. No one ever looks at security guards, which is kind of true. <laughs> but now that every single person has a camera, you're kind of fucked. Because what used to be like, guess what I saw at the stadium? Now it becomes like a fucking YouTube video or a Facebook video. Yeah. So you're kind of you're kind of screwed there. But, but, you know, my theory is on the metro, I, I've repeated this before, at any given time of the day in the L.A. metro system, there's at least one person holding a jar of their own urine <laughs> traveling, around, traveling around the city. Yeah. And they usually bust people holding, for some reason, containers of their own excrement. <laughs> Seems to be a big thing as well. It just, I think just people that have issues ride the metro. For one, it's free, essentially free. You can jump on any subway without a ticket in Los Angeles. I heard you can get, like, busted, though. But yeah, but they haven't busted anybody, which is why the homeless are all down and riding the metros back and forth. Um, anyhow, the, yeah, but, it, it, you know, you feel you feel bad, certainly for this guy's mother, because now it's <laughs> there's, your, there's your boy. There's your boy. There's your boy just tugging one out, tugging one out on the subway. Uh, is that even a preferable way to masturbate? I mean, no. you're looking at a fully clothed woman. And you're jizzing in your pants. While she's filming you and telling you I'm going to turn you into the police. <laughs> <laughs> I guess when you, some guys, it's a, it's a, you know, obsession for some guys. I guess like, I mean, why would Harvey Weinstein masturbate into plants in front of women? 
I don't know. Some guys have a screw loose. That was creative. <laughs> I think some guys like. I never understood flashers. The guy who flash flash their dicks at people, and just like get off and the, and the people scream at them and throw shit at them and run away, and they get off on that. I never quite understood the allure of uh, people throwing rotten fruit at your junk. I had a. Yeah, I don't know. I had a roommate, and I I knew the guy for a long time, uh, you know, and I thought he was a normal guy, and then a couple times he would kind of like. He would go from the bathroom to his room naked, naked. Yeah, and I go, okay, well, I don't know, maybe he forgot a towel. And I noticed he would do it every time my girlfriend was around, <laughs> and uh, so I go, look, we have a new rule. You yes. must, you just have to wear clothes inside the house now. And then it got to where, like, I, I would come home with her, and he'd be like, uh, I'm naked. Like he'd be pretending yes. like he got caught. Yes. And I go, okay, you need to fucking move out like right now. Like he just showered 17 times waiting for you to come home. Yeah, and he was like a big fat bald guy, <laughs> so, and, and it was he clearly got a thrill out of the yeah. humiliation or the of being caught in the act. And uh, fuck, I thought he was normal, you know. Yeah, I had, I had naked roommate too for uh, it lasted two days before I told him to sh- just fucking turn it off. He'd actually walk around naked like. And he's like, what? It's just dudes here. Just us dudes here. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, where the fuck did you grow up? Right. Like, at the fucking Greco-Roman era? <laughs> this is not... He's just a ha- fucking hairy 20-year-old walking around naked. Like, dude, put some fucking... You don't need to get fully dressed in fucking tails and a, and a coat. Just put some fucking shorts on. It's just dudes here. <laughs> yeah, just, I mean, it's just dudes here. Like, okay, fucking put your dick away. If dude. you're in a bathhouse, yes. like, maybe. Yes. I, I don't even think they're, like... I don't. I don't even picture a bunch of like openly gay men like, no. wanting like that Seinfeld episode. There's yes. good naked and it's bad naked. Takes out the uh, sander, <laughs> the rotary saw. Yes. <laughs> All right, this week's last Earth podcast is sponsored by Demi Lovato's people. They're outraged at her dealer who spiked her oxy with fentanyl. Where do you go to complain when your not- narcotics are laced with other narcotics? Demi Lovato's drug dealer. Shame on you. That's their story. They're sticking with that she uh, was taking oxy. And that her dealer uh, laced her oxy with fentanyl, and that's why she had the overdose reaction. And like hmm. that's like you know, <laughs> like when you don't get your food cooked right at like uh, at Marie Callender's and you have to send it back. <laughs> like it, it really, where can you go these days to complain about the fact your drug dealer is not in the up is not in the up and up? How do you lace? A pill. I don't even understand. I mean, fentanyl is so powerful. I, I guess even like a powder, like a resin. Could I don't know. Maybe she was snorting. Was she snorting it? Maybe she could have been snorting it. But why? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I had one time. I had uh, uh, marijuana in college. It was laced with amphetamines, and it was just crazy. I mean, crazy. And I'd never taken speed before. Smoked some weed, but I never smoked. And it was crazy. And I saw the guy again. I'm like, "What was that?" He goes, "Yeah, it's la- it was laced with amphetamine." I'm like. You know that's something you need to mention when you when you yeah. sell when you sell the weed. Like that's just not a, like that's like sort of like the hangover when he gives it when he roofies everybody. That's something you need to need to mention up front to the buyer. I think right. There, I mean, there, there's a lot about this Lovato story that I don't think makes sense. I'm not I'm not still claiming she definitely faked it, but it. I'm trying to picture how you would lace a pill, and then when you're just buying pills, I mean they're pills like. Yeah, well, or she get she might get in powder. I I think some people are doing it in powder form. The fentanyl, there people are shooting up, right? They're using it like heroin. They're melting it and shooting it up. Yeah, it's so powerful that it's just it's to dilute the. It's more bang for your buck, but it'll kill you at a certain, you know, fairly small dosage. Pretty easy, actually. I, I don't know if you saw this yesterday. It was really freaky. The, uh, this was in New Haven, Connecticut. There was a park across from uh, just a public park right across from Yale, Yale University campus. 
And someone had who sold weed there in, in the park laced it with. It was like that K two weed, that whatever that oh, synthetic yeah. weed is, <laughs> and it was all. It had some chemical, like poisonous chemical in it, and he sold it to like a hundred people, and they were all using it in the park, and they all had adverse reactions at like the same time. And there were 81 people who had to be hospitalized, like people like spazzing around on the ground, like in fits and conniptions on the ground, like with seizures, like 81 people at the same time in the in the middle of the park. It was crazy. So parks are no place you should go. No. Every single person is taking essentially bath salts in this <laughs> yes, park. Yes. In every park across the country, by the way, I'm assuming. But they had like 100 ambulances. They had like every EMT like within 100, 100 miles was there, like trying to like calm the, you know, try and hold these people down and. Get them tied up and into ambulances and shit at the same time. It was like the wackiest. It's like a scene out of that movie where the virus comes yes. in. Yes. Um, like World War Z or Contact or something. Yeah, some contact shit. of World War Z or something. Dude, that's a really bad sign. Like, yes. That, I, don't, I don't, you know, we don't need to get into the answers, but clearly, like, that's a very disturbing scene <laughs> yes. if, you, if you had witnessed it. Yeah, I don't know who's taking, like, synthetic weed. I don't understand, like, what the allure. Other than it's, it's really like you can get a, two, a hit for $2 or something. Uh huh. Seems like drugs, like, may go up to the $4 range and don't die. But do your panhandle. you got to panhandle a little bit on that. Uh, don't forget to become a patron of the show on patreon.com forward slash last man on earth. Thanks to all of our new patrons. Uh, most of them in the Middle East, I believe. We're doing very well, like, in the, uh, in the Emirates. It's uh, <laughs> not a good sign. No, I think you can be lashed to death for uh, listening to this show. Uh, get on the ship before it disappears now. Patreon.com slash Last Men on Earth. If you wish to contact the show, hit us up on Twitter at Last Men Podcast or on Facebook, also at Last Men Podcast. All right, on to the show. Uh, Matt, here's a topic. We're going to start off with near and dear to your heart, which is uh, uh, men who wear super tight Speedos in public settings. <laughs> I believe you've been warned many, many times. <laughs> so do you ever see you live in, in West Hollywood, as it's well known, the gay capital of the country. Do you ever see dudes like in Speedos just walking down the street? Um, just, I mean, probably at the, at the gay pride or at Halloween, oh, they, so no. they have to have like somewhat of an excuse for it, you okay. know, even if it's kind of, so like t- a short shorts. Okay. Like mini shorts. Okay. But like a, a speedo's not cool. No, there is one really obese, um, <laughs> of course. Uh, ch- I believe transsexual, I don't know, essentially a guy uh, in a wig who wears, um, lingerie and he, and he rides a bicycle and i saw him when i was just driving in traffic i saw him having a cig at the bar on the on the patio um but that's just one guy so how very appealing but you can see his dick and balls yes so uh chris donahoe i don't know if he's a friend of yours uh, a young <laughs> uh, gay gentleman tried to go into the winds uh win, winds encore beach club in las vegas one of those outdoor pool clubs which I don't really quite understand. They look really cool, like in, in, in MTV shows and e entertainment shows. But if you've ever been to one, they're really, really lame. And the drinks are wildly expensive if you, if you can find one. And it's largely a large number of hairy Armenian men. Like in, it's in, pretty in, nasty. In board shorts with massive shoulders. Massive and shoulders. they're waiting in the pool, and yes. there's so much sheen on the yes. water because yes. of all the lotion and cologne. And, <laughs> and it's just filthy. I mean, the amount of chlorine, I, I'm kind of. Uh, allergic to chlorine so I, I i wouldn't get in that water anyway but i mean it's like a toxic stew it's generally about 110 degrees outside there are usually relatively hot girls in bikinis dancing around and everyone knows that only the bikini girls are allowed on the platform to dance because that's why every like a 
five hundred dudes in fucking shorts are sitting in the pool, in the dirty pool, yeah. and paying twenty bucks, twenty twenty bucks for a beer is because there's there's hot girls. I assume most of them are pros or ringer. A lot of them are ringers or pros who they're bringing just to tempt guys uh, who come to you know the win club to go to the beach club. I don't know who goes to Vegas to go to the beach club. Like as far as I'm concerned, if you go to Vegas not to gamble, there's something, or maybe to get a hooker, I guess. There's something really, there's something wrong with you. Yeah, there's so much other stuff to do. I've I've had friends like, let's hit the pool. I'm like, uh, no, uh, I'm gonna watch a game or something. You know, it's uh, it's not fun. <laughs> no, you can tell it's not fun. There's a line. Uh, it's 180 degrees out because yeah. they're only, those places are only open in the summer. Yes, and it's um, super fucking hot. And I guess because we're from LA as well, you're just kind of spoiled where you can go to the pool any day of the year. Yeah. So who? I mean, if you're from frozen frozen tundra, maybe that would appeal to you. But also, who wants to do shit at like at noon in Las Vegas? In Las Vegas, it's just not the it's not the right time. So this dude, Chris Donahoe, who seemed clearly up for a genital fight at the uh, at the Encore Beach Club, showed up in a brightly fluorescent banana hammock, barely containing his junk, and like an open kimono top of some kind. Uh, a gay gentleman, and I think was was just waiting for security to say, "Dude, you cannot come with your fucking package like package like that and walk around here." And they threw him out. Of course, he recorded like the adventure for his his blog and called it immediately called it homophobia, uh, anti anti gay stance of the Wynn Hotel. Um, is this Matt? Do you, I mean, I, I I feel like there probably is an anti gay element to this to some extent, and the fact that he was swishing around in a bikini in a you know in a, in a speedo, it was clearly effeminate. If he'd been a straight guy, they might have been a little less abrupt with him. Mm-hmm. Just like a French dude, like who just got lost in his fucking speedo. Right. Uh, but is, I mean, is is that not the app policy, and is not like crying homophobia like not appropriate in this situation? Well, I don't know the policy. I think it was something about it, you know, tasteful, yes. kind of an ambiguous. Yes, it'll give us free reign to open ended, open ended. <laughs> but then I. Because I didn't follow the story nearly as closely as you did. You're oddly obsessed with it. Well, yeah, the, I get my LGBTQ outrage letter. <laughs> <laughs> but didn't they kind of like change the policy, or they weren't totally upfront about what the policy was? It is. It's. It's intentionally vague because you know they said you can't, there's no nudity, there's no whatever else. But the other stuff is just tasteful. Like if you go to like any club, it'll say like tasteful attire required. Yeah, and that just means that. They don't want you to argue with them when they tell you to leave. It's pretty obvious too, like what what it is. Like you know before you go in there, like what is what they're gonna have a problem with and what they're not. I mean, but I don't know. Like in terms of it being homophobic, which I agree it could be, but so I don't know if the, if if a woman walks in there and she has one of those weird porn star bikinis that barely covers your, yes. your pussy yes. and your whole asshole is hanging out. Yes. Uh, like I don't know if. I love the if guy who designed. I love the guy who came up with that design. Like, how, yeah. <laughs> like, what are what are we gonna build for porn stars to go to the pool? Like, yeah. Like, what is it? <laughs> What's the point of it even? Really? What is it for? Yes. I don't know. It's not providing a lot of support. Because I don't know if she. You know, I'm sure they have at some point. There's a ton of weird whores in Vegas. Oh like, yeah. They've probably kicked a woman out for something similar. Well, she, if the prostitute came in and was like trying to like hook up with guys, they probably would kick her out. But obviously, women can wear thong. They can get away with a lot in their bikinis. But a dude, you've got to admit, like a dude in a banana and a brightly colored banana hammock stands out pretty, pretty well. well at, yeah, at a and, pool party. No, he did. He did the full. 
you know, he did his homework on that. Like yeah. his his it's a size too small. Yes. So you can see his like pubes, and it's yes. it's it's almost like uh, the 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 material is an inch away from his waist because his dick is there. So yes. it's like you know, like you can see he's sh- he's shaved or whatever the fuck he does. It's like that. It's done for like it's done to have people stare at his crotch. Right. It's not done as like this is this is to aid in my time in the fifty meter. And the 50 meter across the pool. I'm trying to set a record. Right. So I need to. This is everyone look at my dick. I'm going to get kicked out, and then I'm going to cry homophobia. Which again, I think part of it, the element is that he was. I mean, if he was like a clearly heterosexual guy, they might have been a little, little more discreet about telling about the rules. But if you're swishing, if you're swishing around as an effeminate guy with your fucking dick showing, then they're clearly going to jump you and do kick you, you the think fuck so out though? Because isn't everyone petrified of exactly what happened at this point? Which is he goes to the media and you know claims discrimination whether whether or not it's true yeah but uh, you're talking about dumbass security guys at a pool party right who probably just went like oh fuck gay dude with his dick hanging out get him the fuck out of here it's also the win which is owned by steve Wynn, who's a you know hardcore republican he probably harbors some anti uh, gay views i'm not saying he personally sets the policy but oh, i assume there's a lot of gay dudes in the cl- in the pool there's probably a lot of gay dudes in the pool just wearing regular, <laughs> regular well is the pool i've never been to that one I've actually I went to the one at the Hard Rock for about ten minutes once, but outside of that, I've, I haven't been. Is it is it twenty one and over? Is it eighteen and over? Uh, that I don't know. There is liquor, so I'm assuming it's twenty one. It's twenty one and over. The whole point is to sell you a cocktail that costs twenty to twenty five dollars and charge it to your room. Well, if there's teenage girls there, wow, man, I check you out. Or, or, or young children? Yes. No, there's no tra- there's no children there. It's a, it's a, it's an adult it's an adult only club, but. It's not like going to the Abbey. It's a little bit. It's a little bit different. Well, it's real trashy. Like, yes. let's be honest. It's a. It's a super trash vibe. There's a DJ. It's spring yes. break yes. for you know thirty year olds. Yeah, I think he was intentionally, and then the the brightly colored fucking banana hammock. I think he's trying. He was trying to get thrown out because, by the way, Matt, he runs a consulting. Chris Donahoe runs a consulting service that helps companies understand how to provide more inclusive environments. Uh, to gay and lesbian individuals. Oh, so he did this on purpose. Yes. I have no sympathy for him yes. whatsoever. Yes. He's a fucking asshole. Yes. As you, as I've noted before, and people always get angry at me about. Anytime someone's in like a a, a racial or a, a homophobic incident on a plane or inc- that's always on camera somehow, somehow it always goes back to the fact that they're bl- activist bloggers. Yeah, <laughs> that they're like normal people don't. This doesn't happen to them, but somehow they create this incident. So if he if he had gone in like regular swimsuit and was just swishing around and they kicked him out you know for being swishy, then obviously you'd have a case. But if you're wearing like that and you're like clearly doing the strut back and forth, peacocking, that's just fucking time time to go. I'd kick him out as well. I'd kick him out. Yeah, well. I mean he knew what he was doing. He did his research, but you know, so I, I'm sure he fancies himself a real civil rights activist. Yes. I mean MLK and and those guys, Medgar Evers, Snick, you know, they they did their research too. They knew exactly what buttons to push and what would get them arrested but not killed and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, although uh, MLK didn't go across the, the bridge in Selma in, like, in, a, speed, in a Speedo. Really, have you been to beaches in Europe before where guys are wearing Speedos routinely? Yeah, my um, brother-in-law uh, from Norway and his dad yes. wears a uh, Speedo. and He's he's about 65. Uh, <laughs> you know, he's got that Euro body. He's kind of like a tree trunk. You yes. Know? But yes. Uh, it makes me extremely uncomfortable. It's just there's nothing right about that whatsoever. I, I don't understand the point. First of all, Norwegians aren't getting tan. They don't tan. So it's not like he's trying to get a tan. They're all pale as fuck. 
And second of all, it's not like you're trying to shave some time off your swim, your swim, your swim. Well, like meet. a chick would, ca- like, oh, that guy's ass is yeah. so tan. <laughs> yes. That's, oh, I love it. Or the package on that old guy, man. <laughs> like, it's just. There's, uh, there's, we do some things right, man. Board shorts are the right way to go. Yes. There's no arguing. It's not a cultural thing. No. I don't think The Rock, like, would wear, like, a banana hammock. He seems to wear the shorts, whatever, and do fine with the ladies. It's not really, like, a thing. I mean, for gay guys, I assume it's a thing. Because they want to show off their package in tight pants or in something like that. It just the idea of showing your dick is somehow, you know, enticing to people. Right. Uh, just like women show off their tits, you know. But Louis C.K. wears a speedo. Yeah, he probably probably <laughs> does. I my, my one of my earliest memories is going to an all male club with my father, and uh, that he didn't want to go to, but he had to go to for some business deal. And all the old, it was all filled with old naked guys, mm. and because you weren't allowed to wear a swimsuit uh, in the pool, you had to be naked. It was men's only club. And just being like a five-year-old kid around like just dozens of 70-year-old men naked, it, it just, I, I don't know. Maybe I was gay and that just <laughs> turned me back. I don't know what it was, but that was like, it, like it, that was more, that was worse than seeing The Exorcist for me. I don't know what happened in, with people that were born, you know, around the, the mid-70s to 1980s and, and going forward. But when I'm in a locker room, you know. Uh, I, I, I'm not uh, cowering behind the, the locker room door, but uh, the door of the locker. But you know, uh, I'll put a towel on. Yes, I, I just have a towel, and it just seems like the normal thing to do in the locker room. I, I never really understand the thing of just walking around. It's usually fully old. It's usually naked. old guys. Yeah, it's any. It's guys over fifty, over yes. sixty. There was some because they literally had a rule like you weren't allowed to wear clothes. These guys were like. Throwing the medicine ball around naked. Have you seen senior citizens throwing the medicine ball around naked? It's like, Jesus, what are you doing? Those old like old time weights where they pull over their shoulders. They were doing it naked? Uh, no, they actually had towels. Sometimes they had towels on. I, I believe I saw two guys throwing the medicine ball naked, naked. What? And it wasn't. And the worst part is, it's not even. It wasn't even a gay club. This was an ungay club. I'm like. Do you realize how gay, how gay so your own gay club is? We could like build a, like missiles and and tanks and arm, but we couldn't figure out shorts. Yes. Like what is that? I was just thinking at the time and whenever back in the day, if somebody had been openly gay, they never would let them in the club. They were like, no way, we don't have gays here. All right, back to the naked medicine ball throwing guys. Come on, everyone, take your clothes off into the pool. Yeah. Uh, by the way, pool freezing cold. So every guy, you got all bunch of naked guys in a freezing cold pool with a fucking package shrunk up. <laughs> All right, Matt, let's move on to a happier topic, racism. <laughs> I have enough, enough with the guy's package. Uh, here's something I noticed, and I'm sure you noticed this too because you're very racially sensitive, uh, especially for like one of the whitest guys I've ever met. <laughs> uh, so this is new. So L.A. now, is in, if you haven't noticed, is inundated with uh, a homeless, like sort of zombies, topless homeless zombies walking around building cardboard. It's, yeah, it's <laughs> night of the living dead. Every day you see something weirder than the day before. There are just people, and they're almost always, I would say, between 30 and 50, all white, excessively sunburnt, obviously. Uh, uh, no shirt, never have a shirt on. They know enough, by the way, they know enough to wear, to wear shorts or pants. Do so not respect crosswalks. Do not respect crosswalks. It's like Frogger when you're driving down Sunset. Every garbage can is open in town. Uh, they're, they're building, they build their homes <laughs> wherever, like they build their homes on the highest traffic areas possible for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> like yes, where, where everyone has to walk around them. Uh, and they seem to sleep very well. I'll and say they're that. now hoarding also, which yes. I kind of thought like, I don't even hoard anything. And I have a, like a, you know, fairly nice little condo. 
these guys are, you know, they have full on like Beverly Hillbilly yes. lawns yes. full of stolen materials. They're built, and, and by the way, they all have at least four bicycles. Yeah, they are stealing bicycles. Like you, you cannot. Uh, I have a friend who had one of those like kryptonite locks, and his bike still got stolen. I wonder how the guys who are like zombies walking around still can manage to break into a pretty high tech lock. And they, if you go by the, down by the river, L.A. Riverbed, where a lot of the homeless are, there are just thousands and thousands of broken bikes, like bike right. parts, bike things. Is there like an underground market in bike parts? I don't know about that. Like, are you trading wheels and spokes and stuff for like cigs and stuff? I don't know. It's like I don't know either. It's like the commodity, the commodity of choice for the homeless. It's is getting like to where I don't trust anyone who owns a bike. No, no. Oh, the guys who are, are dressed normally riding around a bike in the middle of the day, like for the strip malls, doing circles. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the guy, the 30-year-old guy with the always has the meth face, but he's riding like the BMX bike. Yes. I'm like, okay, past the <laughs> age of like 17, yes. you don't ride a BMX bike unless you're hardcore uh, into drugs. And these are all, I would say, 99.9% .9 white dudes, basically. It's complete demographic shift in the drug uh, culture in Los Angeles, which was very noticeable because in the 80s and 90s, uh, it was all crack was a huge epidemic in the South Central, almost entirely in the black community. And the city and government responded by basically sending in tanks, <laughs> tanks, armored vehicles. Mass incarceration. Mass incarceration, uh, handcuffing everybody, arresting people first, asking questions later. Actually passing laws that that stigmatized the drugs that black people were using. The crack was like 10 times worse than cocaine for drug sentencing. Mandatory like 25-year sentences for being caught with crack. Yeah. Like doing all the movies that you saw in the '80s, every Miami, every every like uh, SWAT movie or DEA movie uh, in, in the '80 in the mid '80s, early '90s, was about like big drug bust of black gang members pushing crack. Yeah, uh, and, and we still have huge police presence in black neighborhoods all across the country. Where, yes. um, you know, it's and white people don't know this because they, they don't care. It's not uncommon for just a normal black guy with a job. He'll get pulled over by the police like thirty times a year. Yeah, just driving home. Yes, and in L.A. in South in, in the South, well, we had to recall it South. They retitled it South Los Angeles. Yeah, but we still know it's South Central. <laughs> uh, you know, the time N.W.A. was writing songs, it was like it was a war zone. Basically, it was the cops were basically in, in, in open war with like the young black men of the city. Of the city, um, I mean, guns on guns on guns. They literally had tanks, like armored vehicles, going down the streets. And that, Enough yeah. so that when that movie Straight Outta Compton came out. The LAPD announced that they were having a, a higher police presence at movie theaters where <laughs> it was showing. Yeah, like the cops don't get it. They, oh, you mean when, when uh, you mean back when they had the riots, like when Boys in the Hood showed? When uh, no, the new the new one, the new one, like two the, years ago. Because they had the police came out back in the day. It was the early nineties when Boys in the Hood came out, um, and they had like police riots riot, in riot gear at movie theaters. Right. And so this is this is and the point of those movies is that the police are yes. brutalizing black people. Yes. So they they don't get it or or they no. do get it and they just don't give a there's shit. There's a tinge of uh, there's an element of truth to the violence, uh, the gang drug violence, obviously, and then they make it worse. They make it way worse. Yeah. But now that it's all like these white guys on uh, on fentanyl and opioid addiction and whatever they're addicted to, um, roaming the streets, suddenly the city has become very <laughs> sympathetic to drug to dr drug addicts, stealing and loitering and everything else, and they're trying to help them. They just announced they're not going to arrest anybody for drugs anymore in the city because it just it's counterproductive to the system. It clogs up the system. In fact, they're going to erase all bench warrants, outstanding bench warrants for drug violations, essentially. Just wipe them out. The police, the police uh, head of the uh, chief of police wants to wipe them all out. 
from today, for everything back, so they can get rid of like 15,000 be- bench warrants. That sounds like the opposite of any decision the chief of police has ever made. <laughs> yes. It's usually how do we get more people in jail yes. and get people into the court system. That's their entire MO. Is there any way to see this other, uh, and they're building, uh, now they're like, we got to build shelters for these people. They want to build, they're going to build one down here uh, where I live by the Whole Foods, like a, a home, a, a, like a building, like a full-time mm. permanent housing across from Whole Foods, like as if the homeless will go to Whole Foods. I can, bar- I can barely afford Whole Foods <laughs> at that. Uh, like to buy the $4 apples, they're going to be going in there. Uh, they're putting them in nice, trying to put in, they're spending $3 million, I think, per place and stuff. And, like, and these are basically all drug addicts. They're essentially all, some are mentally ill, but they're all m- medicated. They're all medicated in some way. Uh, young white males. So it's been a whole rather 180-degree take on uh, the offense of drug, drugs and, and theft and other things when it became white people. And as the two, two of the whitest people in the city, uh, is, this not an obvious, is this not an obvious tinge of race, heavy tinge of racism? It seems like it. I, I guess I haven't checked the paper recently. I, I had no idea there was this huge comprehensive shift in like policy because um, a lot of people now in LA like homelessness is kind of a topic because they can see it and they don't like seeing it, you know? Well, uh, now it's in, 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 in the Valley and in West Hollywood and other places where, I mean, you, if, first of all, if you had a, a black drug addict walking around, the police would still swarm. Right. <laughs> that would still, that would still cause a police reaction. But now that there's like young guys, young men, young to middle-aged men walking around white, it's become, how do we help these? How do we help these people? Yeah, but w- I, I don't know. It feels like it's like I, I think all drugs should be legal, and I certainly don't believe in putting people into the court system because um, that's you know that's just uh, stealing people's money basically is what that is. But um, this would seem to exacerbate the homeless problem. I mean, if <laughs> there really are no consequences, I mean, obviously what we need is uh, mental health facilities and uh, and and that's it really. And drug stuff, and now they're saying they're going to let people get off on crimes if they go to drug, you know, the drug diversion, all this stuff. It just seems geared heavily towards the fact the last two or three years of like this really sympathetic take on on crime and drug crime and so forth that it's almost entirely shifted to white 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 people. Like I just don't, and I you know I don't see racism in everything, but this one just seems so obvious that like you know Eric Gart, the mayor, is suddenly announcing this is no longer crime, this is a health crisis. This is something that we need to be sympathetic about. It's the community's responsibility to do this. Very, I've lived in L.A. long enough to remember when they were, you know, every night in the news, they were fucking going into, into Compton and South L.A., and there'd be like 17 people dead and 27 arrested, and they were busting up street guys playing stickball on the street and, hara- you know, hassling them, all that shit. Um, that I'm doesn't sure, seem to happen anymore. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, I'm sure there is some racism involved, but... You know, I also think that the country's getting more progressive on that issue, on the issues of mental health and and drugs. Even the Neanderthals, like, there's not that many Jeff Sessions type guys left. No, but they're still arresting black people at an incredibly high rate for drug for drugs. Right for for possession yeah. for crack for crack for crack and and, and other things like that. Uh, I think it's the op- the opioid crisis has heavily affected white America, and so now there's been a new take. Mm. On, on drugs not being even by uh, even probably by some Republicans, which is that oh drugs are not as evil as we thought. They're really addicts and they need help, versus like lock them in prison for 25, 25 years. Yeah, uh, take their seize their seize their property and their and their cars and make sure that uh, you know uh, there's a fifty percent unemployment rate young, among young black males. I, I yeah, but I would almost think because you know the people making the laws, 
you know, I mean, they drive by it. Like, it's very visible. If you live in L.A., yes. it's impossible to miss. But, like, where I live, which is, you know, it's a good neighborhood yes. for, for L.A. It's, it's, not, it's not Brentwood, but it's a, it's, yes. it's a desirable area. People couldn't afford to live there unless they had full-time jobs. Right. And it's, uh, like, I'll just be getting in my car, and, and I'm like, oh, look at how that guy's walking. I've never seen a person walk that way. <laughs> and, and if you just kind of look around for yeah. a few minutes... It's like, oh my god! I'm like surrounded by yes. by fucking people that, that are so fucked up they can't walk, and yes. God knows what they're doing with the rest of their time. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I was I was at a coffee bean, and uh, I was at a coffee bean, and uh, now that the coffee shops in LA have opened up themselves to the homeless coming in to get water and ice and use the bathrooms and everything else like that, they become sort of meccas for that. And there were like four c- paying customers in there. And 15 homeless people <laughs> inside and outside just hanging out like 12 noon, just like wasted, like uh, not not panhandling, just kind of wasted, topless. There was one woman, mostly men, one woman, a couple of people sleeping in cardboard things, just like just like talking to themselves and just like mumbling. It was like a Night of the Living Dead, like a Walking Dead episode. Because yeah. they're not, they, these people are way too far gone for, these aren't going to be people who re-enter society in any meaningful way. No, but isn't but isn't aren't usually lawmakers like I would think the normal knee jerk thing is is to become reactionary. Yes, like we got to lock them all up. Yeah, get them off the streets. That's where I think the racism thing comes <laughs> into play. If, if I think if there were like ten thousand black homeless drug addicts walking in the streets of, of West Hollywood and the Valley and the West Side, there would be a very different policy in place. I definitely think you're right about that. Can you imagine like black homeless addicts walking around like Brentwood? What would happen? <laughs> So I was in Brentwood at, at, at a doctor's office, and I went to the parking lot, and there were just six homeless dudes walking around, looking at, peering into cars, looking at the cars to steal shit. That's just very common now everywhere you go. There's always guys peering into cars. So I was like, hmm, I wonder what the interior of that car looks like. I'm a yeah. real, real fan of vinyl and leather. Yeah, they're kind of infiltrating, and now you don't even know who's you know yes. a homeless druggie. Like I was in the restaurant with my friend, and uh, it's just like a normal barbecue restaurant, and this girl – Lady comes in, she's wearing a, like a like a weird trench coat. She <laughs> she looks like she could be homeless or just way too thin. Yes, in LA, it's hard to tell. Hard to tell, model or homeless. Yes. I'm I'm guessing maybe recently, definitely a drug problem, yes. but uh, you know, still maybe not out on the street. But uh, I go outside to make a phone call and I see her peering into a car, and I go, "Hey, uh, is that your car? What are you doing?" And she says, I'm just looking for my cigarettes. Yes. And I go, wait, what? Yes. How, why don't you open your car and get them then yeah. instead of looking through the window? And she like tries to shame me. She goes back in the restaurant and now her and this guy she's with are like leering at me yes. like like I uh, you know, shamed her in some way. <laughs> but she is a paying customer in the restaurant. So it's a real gray area yes. now to where, like, I, I just can't trust anyone in society. Like, I, I don't want to set my phone down for 10 seconds. You know, someone's going to come swipe it while I'm looking the other direction. All, wh- all white people. Man, I'm glad we can expose racism today as other white people. I don't, I don't like to call it unless I see it very, very clearly. And this just see, and it's not even like evil. It's not like some sinister plot, like where people are meeting at some club, country club, and plotting how to, like, hurt black people and help white people. I think it's just a subconscious. Yeah, it's just intrinsic racism. Yes. It's just like, ah, those guys, that could be my son or my nephew or my brother. And therefore I feel bad for them. By the way, they're white, so they're not violent. These are just guys who need, (laughs) these are just guys who need help. Um, Meanwhile, by the way, there's a ton of violent incidents happening, mostly actually between the homeless people to each other, but they're all carrying some kind of weapon. 
So they all have something. It's like prison on the streets. They all have some kind of shank or something. And every now and then one will get the bad, the bad drugs and fucking start lashing out at people. Uh, Matt, we got an email from Andy. Andy wants to know, uh, have you ever seen Hollywood in such a lather? I love the word lather. Over this idea to have a popular film of the year award at the Oscars. So I guess the Academy, such as it is, the Academy, uh, voted this year to add, they changed a few things because the Oscars have been lowering in uh, audience every year for the last three years. And it, last year was their lowest in like forever. So they're going to cut down the time. They're going to go to more sketch comedy interludes as opposed to speeches, mm-hmm. which is probably a good idea because actually their sketch comedy sometimes is pretty funny. Um, and their interlude speeches are certainly horrible. Uh, and they're going to add a popular film of the year award, which they haven't, haven't mentioned yet what it means, actually, what, what the criteria are. But presumably they mean a film that everyone's actually seen during the year to be the popular film of the award, versus distinct from the best picture of the year award, which will still be about uh, somebody suffering from AIDS or the Holocaust or something like that <laughs> and, yeah. and, and having, sex with an, having sex with an animal, but that's beautiful. That's beautiful. This by is Spanish like football director. saying there's no more hard tackles. Like <laughs> yeah. this goes against the entire premise of the Oscars, which is, you know, pretentious bullshit that no one cares about. But have you, s- I mean, just to see the critics come out, the film critics especially come out and some of the, some of the actors, I mean, like Rob Lowe, to have Rob Lowe come out and say, this is the death of the death of meaningful crit- art criticism, you know, cinema, whatever. It's such. It's just such a pretentious. Everyone know people watch it. I don't know why people watch the Oscars. You kind of have to. Uh, it's like it's like watching Super Bowl, even though you don't watch football very much. Yeah. But it's like everyone knows that they, every year they put on this fake thing where they pretend that uh, that Hollywood is all about making art house films that are solid. Fil- I'm sure all these films are really good that get nominated for Best Picture, but they're very obscure. They don't appeal to a broad audience. They take on s- tough social issues sometimes. It's not what people want to pay their ten bucks to go. To, escape, to get escapism for, so they always have like twenty million dollars in box office. No one's seen them, and they win the award. And there's always some thing about how come the hot, the best Marvel movie of the year, Star Wars, didn't win an award when like eighty-five times more people saw that movie. Doesn't this answer? I, I, I kind of like this award. Uh, I like that it's pissing some people yes, off. Yes, that's the best part by far. Um, I mean, it does kind of go against the whole point of the Oscars, but. Uh, it always bothered me. I mean, first of all, there's no comedy category in the Oscars, no. which just shows that these people are humorless uh, because comedy comedy is one of the four or five genres of movies. Never wins an award unless Meryl Streep's in it, then she gets something. Why shouldn't there be just a comedy? <laughs> what is there? There's drama. Well, they do that in the, Glo- in the uh, Globes. They have drama, comedy, and musicals they put yeah. together, which doesn't make a lot of sense, but uh, I guess it appeals to the same sort of crowd. Uh, but no, there's just there is no category. They did the anima- They separate animation a few years ago, just so Disney could win some awards because they pay for the fucking Oscars every year. But they ne- they always they've never had like every year like you know Star Wars and the Marvel movies and all the top uh, Transformers and all the ones that actually people see are never ever. Not only do they not win awards, they're not even represented at the show. Yeah. Well, I I don't personally. I mean, I don't care about any of this, but I don't think that. The, the the transform the superhero movies should be represented because they're usually almost never good movies in in any sort of real uh, criteria. Like they're not they're, not they're never great movies, but they're enter- obviously people like them. They're entertaining movies. Some of them are pretty like the Thor last Thor movie was it was certainly entertaining. Or like I just saw Mission Impossible, it was a fun movie, right? 
It was very yeah. well done for what it was. It wasn't trying to change the world or be meaningful or make a social statement. It's just a fun two-hour movie. Yeah, Mission Impossible is a good example of like a good movie that makes a lot of money. But there's also, I mean, there's also really good movies. That it, you can still make a good movie and have it make money. Like, I'm just trying to think, for example, like <laughs> a, a Tarantino movie makes money. Yeah. Usually pretty good. Yeah, um, Tarantino will get nominated. Something like Ex Machina or, or, you know, smaller movies, but they're still good and people go see them. They catch on, you know. But they don't make a large amount of money like these other films do. They're not in the top, like, 20 box office for the year. Yeah, that's what I, I don't know what they mean by, you know, popular. I, I, that's a pretty open-ended thing. And they don't know either. No, they haven't said yet <laughs> because they're still, they're still deciding, like, on the backlash over this. But obviously, like, it makes sense to actually have an award for film. I mean, so women watch the show to watch people's dresses and their gowns and like that because they haven't seen the movies. And men watch because they kind of have to. But, like, why would you want to watch a whole show honoring movies that you haven't seen? And, like, even if you go to the movies pretty regularly, that you haven't seen any of these, mo- any of these movies. Yeah. I mean, they show, like, in L.A. and New York and San Francisco, and they don't really show anywhere else. They don't make money anywhere else. And uh, granted, some of them are really good movies. But it's like, you know, it's a niche. Those are niche films. And then they always talk. Then it allows Hollywood to talk about, like, it allows them to have Spanish directors stand up and talk about the art and the cinema and all this stuff like that when they're making all their money off Transformers and, 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 and Thor and Captain America. Yeah, it's interesting. And, and I don't know the reasons for this, but if you look at the Grammys, you know, they're like, we'll just give awards to the most popular <laughs> yes. stuff, even though we, it sucks. Like yes. Britney Spears will and, and Soldier Boy will win an award. Yes. Or and, they're, and they're doing quite well, by the way. Um, but yeah, it, it would be like if they were like, and this uh, album of the year goes to Father John Misty. And everyone's like, <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know what's happening. I don't know who that is. Um, and I don't know why there is that difference. But clearly the Grammys, I don't know if they ever did. But they stopped pretending it was about art. Yes. Um, so I don't care. They'll still do the they'll still do the uh, like African Rhythm Award or something like that, or the Spoken Word, something or other. Right. But yeah, it's it's all for TV. It's entirely for TV and for young. And they want to get a younger audience and they want to put on the hot stars. And why not have like Star Wars and Marvel and all the other shit represented at the movie? So at least like you can get some. Uh, 10 million more people who actually saw the movies and did like yeah <laughs> i would watch that and I, w- I would love seeing daniel day lewis and meryl steep uh, frown in yes. their in their expensive clothing yes. uh, and have to <laughs> clap but really be really sad about it would that, just be that like would be the best oscars of all time would it just be mark Wahlberg accepting awards acting awards <laughs> over and over again yeah and everyone pretending that he's an actor oh yeah hey yeah, i did really well or like stallone or schwarzenegger just winning awards like at the oscars yeah that would piss people off so much like the rock goes up to accept his award in the 19th year the in a rock row. character yeah. <laughs> yes 19th year in a row the rock the rock wins i saw rampage the movie rampage on an airplane recently that's the one where the animals become huge and the rock has to stop them he's really good i mean it's a it is the dumbest movie but like he is so good at what he at being the rock yeah. the rock is so good at being the rock it's like he deserves an award for that i agree he's just like he plays you know exactly what he's going to do but it's like almost like porn right you know exactly what she's <laughs> the porn star is going to do every time but if she's good, you'll keep watching. You'll keep He's watching awesome. Yes. That show Ballers is horrible. Yes. That show would have been canceled after three episodes, except for The, the rock. rock is on it. Yes. And The Rock says The Rock things, and you want to watch it. Yes. He's unbelievably likable. And even though he's a complete cliche, you get the feeling he loves doing what he's doing. So it doesn't really, it doesn't really matter. Well, think about in terms of so he's the biggest action star yes. in, the, in the world right now, and he, he will be for a while going forward. 
you had Schwarzenegger, born to a Nazi, can't talk. Uh, Stallone did like a porno. Yes. I don't know. I, I like Stallone, but yes. I don't know. Kind of, he seemed dumb. And Not a great actor. Like, like, uh, like, like he had brain damage yeah. or something. And then you got The Rock, who's like his whole thing is he's a nice guy. Yes, with and big with big muscles. Yeah. Yes. Uh, how do you not like The Rock? I don't know. These guys are great. And by the way, now that cinema has become more and more international, where they count on the box office from overseas, from Asia especially, they don't need guys who are heavy emotors and method actors. Right. <laughs> they need guys with huge muscles that are likable. That's what they multi-ethnic. need. Multi-ethnic. Multi-ethnic that deliver funny lines, that do action stunts and deliver funny lines at the end. Yeah. Like you know, there's, there's a scene in Rampage when Rock just gets shot, and then he, you think he's dead, but he gets up, and he's like, didn't hit any vital organs, and just keeps going on. <laughs> like, thank God I missed my vital organs. just keeps going on as if nothing happened. He's got a huge wound, like, in his belly. Yeah. <laughs> like, but people, that's, like, he, only he could pull that off. There aren't, like, people understand, like, how's a Rock get paid so much? He can pull that off. Whereas this would be, if this was like some other actor, it would be, be a really shitty movie. Yeah, in that Earthquake movie. <laughs> yes. What was it called? The uh, Earthquake movie? San Andreas. San Andreas. So he's like a, a EMT type guy. Yes. He hijacks a helicopter to go save his daughter, thus neglecting his job. Yes. Probably, you know, allowing many innocent people to die yes. because he's selfish and wants to save his daughter. So then the whole world gets destroyed. And the last line is, someone asks, what do we do now? And he goes... We rebuild. Yes. I'm like, what? Yes. You tested that? Yes. You could have had him do some wild takes. Yeah. Almost any other line would yep. have worked. Yep. We rebuild. Yeah. And then, and then it, the credits rolled. Yeah. What did people say in the 80s? And and I, I was like, great movie. I, I'll be back. Last of La Vista, baby. Right. Like, they sold billions and billions of t-shirts and fucking everything else. <laughs> you don't underestimate how dumb people are. We and rebuild. I like them too. It's, it's wrestling. Yeah, it's wrestling. It's just his movies are just professional wrestling. Yeah. Which is why it's amazing. Uh, Matt, uh, I'm going to call this an opinion piece by you. Uh, you have a weird anti-fetish, uh, which is, I know, I guess I don't, I don't know personally, but I'm sure there are a lot of men based on the you porn, uh, search, search topics who like ner- naughty nurses yeah. who find nurses really hot. That seems to be a hot Halloween uniform, hot Halloween costume for girls trying to show off. And it seems to be in a lot of porn. Uh, and it seems to be like sort of like the femme fatale thing of the hot, the hot nurse, uh, but you, on the other hand, happen to find nurses dis- disgusting mm-hmm. to the point that you wrote a piece, <laughs> an essay on net about how disgusting nurses are. Yeah. Uh, where does this come from? Were you abused by a, a nurse at some point in your life? No, I haven't spent uh, any time in hospitals. I've, I've visited friends a few times. Um, and the nurses seem, they're either all business or mean. Yes. But they're never like nurturing or friendly by any means okay um and uh i get why they're they're overworked um but uh so i go on like a tinder and every other chick is a nurse and i'm just like no i I don't want to date a nurse because a they have to all have ptsd they're they're dressing wounds and they're they're looking at internal organs uh seeping out of people's bodies all day they're uh, sticking their hands up people's asses. I mean, I don't even want to know what they're doing. Yeah, but I feel like you don't know what nurses actually do. No, that's true. <laughs> that's apparently pretty obvious. I don't, 
It's unsavory. Doctors stick their hands up their asses. Well, I I had a friend who was dating a nurse, and she had this very sterilized smell. Yes, yeah, that's uh, true. Because once you get out of that hospital, I would think you scrub yourself down as thoroughly as possible. Just like the girls who work at Hooters who smell like fried chicken. Yeah, (laughs) yes, it's the opposite. Quite the opposite. Although that that's kind of hot though. Really, the old the old oil smell. Well, there's, you know, pheromones are a big thing in, in relationships. You know, everyone, people, it sounds gross, but guys talk about the smell of a woman. I'm like, yes. but it's true. Yeah. You know, Subconscious it, a lot. Yeah. Yeah. People are attracted. But when you smell like, you know, you just had to dip yourself in sanitizer <laughs> yes. after your job, which was spent mopping up blood and diarrhea. Formaldehyde is not, a, not an enticing smell. No, it's not. And uh, I also just think unless you're a psychopath who has no empathy or, or if it's distance yourself so much from like the human condition when you're just looking at blood and death all day. Yes. Don't you bring some of that home with you? I, I don't, I don't, the most of the nurses I've met are not really funny. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's true. Lucky. No, people. they're not. Uh, one of my, one of my favorite shows because of that was nurse Jackie on Showtime mm. because she's like such the tough, ass. she is like nurse you're describing. But she ends up with a huge opioid addiction, Percocet addiction, because she just can't. I mean, just like you have to like she internalizes everything. And at the end of the day, she just needs to get like fucking drugged out of her mind because she can't handle the stress of that whole thing. Because it's just like what she goes through in a given day is so horrific that she can handle it like as a tough woman the entire day. But at the end of the day, the only way to cope with it is just to fucking drug her, drug her, drug herself out of her mind. That's interesting. I mean, I know they do have a high, pretty high suicide rate, and I and doctors doctors also have a high doctors as well have a high drug drug addiction rate. Yeah, and it just seems. I mean, I'm sure there's some that want to help people, but fuck, I I wouldn't want to help people after a while. <laughs> uh, you know, I'd just be like, why don't you just like kill yourself? I Is it possible you're just transferring yourself into the role of the nurse and you think it's horrible? <laughs> I agree that I don't think pe- most people take the nursing job certainly anymore because they have a, a like a sense of giving back to the community or a nursing instinct. They take it because it's a, it's a pretty an RN job is pretty sweet with your your benefits and your pensions and everything else. Yeah, I mean, for a, a woman of, of no coming from no means, you can make yourself seventy five grand a year with nice benefits. Uh, and, and you, a union job, essentially. Uh, and I think that's why people, like, especially foreigners, foreign nationals, uh, you see a lot of Filipinos, other people like that, train specifically for those jobs. Yeah. Because it's a great industry to be in. First of all, it's always hiring. And second of all, the jobs are always there. And I don't think you can possibly get fired. Uh, you would have to be some, commit some horrible criminal act before they would fire you. <laughs> uh, they we're in such desperate need of nurses that, like, you, you know, your job security is, is infinite. Um, so I think it's more of like I feel the same way about teaching these days. A lot of people go into teaching that aren't really moved by teaching children, <laughs> but it's a nice profession to be in for, uh, especially for a lady as a second income, because it has a lot of it has a lot of perks that go along with it, well, and I'm it's guaranteed. Uh, and it's guaranteed. Yeah, but I'm I'm looking at it as you know someone who hasn't come from a war torn country, <laughs> but why would you not rather teach ninth graders yes. how to read? Uh, a novel the new nursing then uh you know deal with abscess wounds and uh you know homeless people whose feet have fallen off on the railroad tracks. i think a lot of it is if you go i spend some time in, in hospitals and medical centers and i think a lot of it is foreign it is heavily foreign so i think those people probably couldn't necessarily get into teaching quite as easily because their english is not tremendous yeah so uh i remember when uh, uh when my wife gave birth to one of our kids i can't remember but there were eight nurses in the room 
and not a single one of them was uh, Native American, was from the United States. Right. So there was a Jamaican, there was a girl from the Philippines, there was a girl from West Africa. There was like, you know, it was like the it was like Benetton commercial, and none of them particularly spoke English particularly well. So I think that's one reason as well. But so you don't do nurse porn, huh? That's not your thing. Hot nurse at Halloween, you just go ill. I don't care. I mean, if you want to wear a nurse hat, I know that you're not a real nurse. Yes. <laughs> but no, I wouldn't seek Cause it, it out. Because it says nurse, because it says nurse on your hat. <laughs> that means you're real. Definitely wouldn't seek it out. It is what hot girls seem to like to dress like naughty nurses. That seems to be one of the popular uh, lingerie uh, costumes that w- women wear every I year. I think it goes back to like w- the World War One and Two, yes. like the, you know, back when people volunteered stateside and the yes. war hero did have the hot nurse who. Uh, you know, I was trying to get in his pants or whatever. Because young, uh, it was all young women essentially. All young women, like college age women, were nurses back then. Yeah, and there were a lot of hot women. So it was like, uh, what was that movie? The Michael Bay movie, uh, the you know, the attack on on, on Hawaii, uh, uh, Pearl Harbor. It was was it called Pearl Harbor the I movie? Th- but yeah, was, the fa- infamously he would like made all the nurses lose a lot of weight. All the actresses lose <laughs> a lot of weight to be nurses. So Kate Beckinsale, who's a super hot British woman, yeah. had to lose fifteen pounds because she thought she was too heavy to be a nurse. <laughs> Like and she was already kind of slender, but he made her be real thin because he wanted hot nurses in the movie. And I assume in Hawaii they probably had hot nurses in the in the forties. Uh, a lot of GIs seem to marry those nur- seem to marry those nurses. Uh, but yes, it's cha- if you go to a hospital in a major city these days, uh, it's not the it's not the same. No, <laughs> very few models, very few models in, in 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 the outfit. They don't even wear the whites the white nurses' outfits anymore. Well, if like, you're hot, you figure out how to not dress wounds yes. basically i mean yes. i don't think anyone enjoys that um well you know what the nur- those nurses do they work in like private practice with like plastic surgeons and stuff mm-hmm. they work in offices with like specialists so they're not in the hot they're not in the hospital they're doing mostly paperwork and they're doing work for hot doctors who they like to marry uh my friend uh, who was a, a surgeon always tells a story about when he was he didn't realize this whole he didn't come from any medical family or background he just became a doctor and he didn't realize how sort of conniving the nurses were about marrying doctors. <laughs> and then he, he peeked in on this meeting of a nurse's meeting, like a luncheon or whatever they're having, and all the nurses were talking about was how to hook a doctor. Wow. And how to, like, when to get the engagement ring from the doctor and make sure it wasn't on a, a birthday or Christmas. Uh, or make sure it was on birthday or Christmas, excuse me, because then it's a gift. That could be, yeah. And, and like he was like, and it was like blew his mind. He was like twenty eight or twenty nine <laughs> time, blew his mind that actually there were secret meetings of nurses <laughs> talking about how to hook up with rich, rich doctor, get, uh, hook up the rich doctors. That's like, not surprising. Yeah, it was almost like a, it was almost like gold digging like a basketball wives <laughs> or something like that. But it was ner- nurses on break just talking about how to get you know get up with the the rich do- the rich doctors. And nurses also seem to get into this this whole medical like they they start towing the line like i feel like you could say to most nurses like uh my blood pressure is like five points over and they'd be like well you need to get on this medication immediately yes. before being like uh you know what are you eating yes. have you ever walked yes you know like they just get really into the whole culture of of sickness basically well like, i think if you find a vet if you find a nurse who's been around for like 20 30 years they definitely know more than a lot of the doctors do because doctors just aren't – it's all capitated service, so they have, like, two minutes to spend with you. Yeah. So nurses actually probably know a little bit more than doctors in terms of the basic stuff. They're not going to cut into you. But in terms of basic stuff, they probably know, like – they're the ones who would know, like, when opioids are being overprescribed, <laughs> where the doctors don't give a shit. 
They, you know, they don't. They don't have hot girl, hot pharmaceutical reps coming to their office to try and seduce them into pushing drugs on their patients and stuff. Well, that's even worse because you're dating a nurse, and every dinner conversation is about how fucked up the healthcare industry is. Yeah, and you're like, yeah, it is fucked up. You but, got me. You got me. You got me going, man. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna see any uh, nurse porn anymore. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, those exam rooms never look like uh, real medical offices. <laughs> it seems to be that was a school. That was a schoolroom earlier. Yeah, it's always <laughs> the same poster. Yes. the general anatomy poster. <laughs> yeah, and the desk and the wooden desk <laughs> that's used in the schoolroom and also the office. Yeah, same thing. Uh, Matt, let me ask you. Uh, we have. I know you cheered. La- I think it was a, a couple nights ago. You cheered when the first transgender. It was trans transgendered uh, man who's a woman. I never know the terms. Uh, became the Democratic uh, uh, nominee for v- Vermont governor, which I assume means become Vermont governor because I assume they only vote Democrat in uh, Vermont. Um, that's the only way to explain Bernie Sanders. Uh, Susie wants to know: Is it really a grand accomplishment that a dude who wants to be a woman might be governor of Vermont? And by the way, isn't he or she more masculine than Bernie Sanders either? Either way, that is a very masculine woman that is <laughs> like more worse than bruce jenner yeah that's 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 not oh that's a woman that's oh that's a transgendered woman yes and uh, by the way she picked so her name is christine her lady name is christine Hallquist. i don't i don't i i kind of respect not going with like sahara or savannah or something like desiree because a lot of the trannies seem to go with like the very exotic female names when mm-hmm. they change over but the Christine is just too unisex. It's like too unisex. Was like, it? Was her name Chris? I'm before? guessing it was Chris before, and then he went with Christine. That's like just seems like boring. That's like, that's like just speaks to how like uninteresting of a new woman you are right. <laughs> when you go with Christine, because Christine is that is like Pat from the SNL skit. Christine is that you know Chris is that whole thing of like is it a man or is it a woman? Right, right, right. Um, but there, there seem to be like a huge hullabaloo of like this is a big moment in American history. When I, I guess it first of all it's Vermont, but I guess it kind of is. But it's a dude. It looks like a dude with glasses and a wig, and didn't really have much to say about anything. Yeah, I don't know her politics. Um, I know that. So I think the previous governor was a Republican, or maybe he's a Democrat. Either way, he he fucked up by by going against gun rights. Yes, they love guns and in Vermont. Guns. Huge in Vermont, yes. although no no murders, so I don't know no. how that works. Um, well, there's a, it's a big hunting. It is a big hunting state, uh, and it just goes back. I mean, it has the roots back in the hunt in the hunting stuff. Right. So New England, you got to have your guns, even if you're like the most liberal state in the country, you still have your guns. Right, right. Which but I don't think they have AK. Cool. I don't think they have AKs there. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> they're they're pretty reasonable people. Yes, um, but yeah, I I don't know, like. I don't know how necessary it was. It's obviously a statement. You know, someone decided, like, we should nominate this transgendered person. Um, not saying it's right, but I'm sure it'll piss off a lot of Republicans and, and could, you know, con- conceivably hurt Democrats in, in the like, they're really rubbing it in our faces with this. That's what I, that's what I think. There's, I don't know the politics of it all. In Vermont, it doesn't really matter because I assume she's going to, she, she is going to win. Um, and nobody really cares what the governor of Vermont does. Uh, actually, the recent, the, the current was the current governor of Vermont. I think it was, or somebody in Vermont, one of the leaders, announced they were making because of the Trump tariff deals. They were making a separate deal with Quebec and Canada because they're going to have a separate trade deal with Quebec. 
which of course you can't do. <laughs> so, like Vermont and Quebec can get together and ha- form their own international trade deals. Like to, to it's treat- like two states pretending that they're their own countries, yes. which they like to do, yes. but it's in in reality not the case. No, I still don't know how Canada didn't let Quebec go when they try to go. They try. I to wish separate. they would have. I don't under. I mean, that seemed like you know, if you're on the western side of Canada, Quebec must be the most annoying fucking people in the entire world. First of all, just speaking French all the time is really annoying. But the way they see themselves as being better than the rest of Canada must be super fucking annoying to Canadians. Oh, there's a real attitude problem yes. that those people harbor. Yes. Uh, a real superiority complex. Not sure why. They're basically French rednecks. Yes. Um, but, yeah, it's weird. Like, you go to hold the door open for one of them, they, they like, laugh in your face. I'm <laughs> like, well, but you can't tell because they look the same. I mean, yes. they might wear weird shoes. Um, and that forces everybody in Canada to speak two languages. Like everyone, like Trudeau has to sp- give every speech in two languages as if French is like that, as if the people don't speak English. Like they all speak well, English. Well, Trudeau's one of those. He's, he's one of those elitists. So, yes. Uh, you have to learn English and French. Well, a woman asked him at a town hall, uh, you know, I, I, I feel alienated as an English-speaking Canadian because I don't yes. speak French. And then he answered her question in French. <laughs> It's so it's annoying. a real dickhead move. It's not even like a pattern. Like Mayor Garcetti of L.A. will give his, he'll always do say something in Spanish at the end of his speech, and he always, always announced, "Now I'm going to speak to the Spanish-speaking residents of our city," and because he can speak Spanish, right? That's his thing, and he just proceeds to say the same thing over and over again. He's never saying anything important, and by the way, most everyone can understand what he's saying in English because yeah. he's not giving like a, a complicated math lecture. He's saying, "We'll do our best to whatever." Uh, but in, in Canada, you ha- every official has to give everything in English and in French. Everything has to be written in English and French. Every door sign has to be in two languages. I would just fucking kick those. And by the way, I went to Mo- I'm mostly angry because I went to Montreal one time, and the women were all saucy French, arrogant French women. It yeah. was so fucking annoying. I'm like, I just left New York. You're like, you're really close to New York, and yeah, you're speaking uh, French, and you're like tardy and saucy and annoying. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I mean, how many people? Not counting the countries they colonized, but I mean, how many people at this point actually speak French? How many people live in France? Like ten million? Uh, it's more than that, but they've lost all their colonies, so there's still some African nations where they speak French. I feel like it's verging on a dick move to speak French at this point. Uh, I had a roommate uh, once who I bel- I thought was uh, French. Uh, I thought it was Italian French. His family, he would, everyone he spoke to, his family on the phone was always in French. It turned out they were all Egyptian. Who knew? I don't know. <laughs> They're swarthy. They were just swarthy people with a lot of gold. Like a terrorist. They were like swarthy, like hairy people with a lot of gold. I assumed they were Italian, <laughs> and he was from Long Island. I assumed they were Italian, and and they all spoke French for some reason. And then I finally met his whole family came, and they were all Egyptians because they still speak French in Egypt. Uh, that's like that's their primary non-Arabic language. I did not know that. Yeah, but I agree. French used to be the the, the cool thing. But back to a, a, a tranny lady. Oh right. You can't say tranny anymore on Twitter. By the way, you get kicked off now. That's another another word they excluded, um, which I guess is sort of okay. I like that Alex Jones got kicked off for a week on Twitter. <laughs> so, like, do people not understand that like that makes these idiots stronger? <laughs> like, is that like they don't understand how these people make money? I don't. I don't think, but it's by getting kicked off of social platforms. Yeah, yeah. That's I, how they get. Uh, that's how they get another million or two million dollars for themselves. Fucking idiot. Fucking idiot. And yeah, and make sure when you do that, I'll do. I'll kick him off everything at the same time, so it looks really obvious yes. that you conspired against him. <laughs> yes, which you certainly did. Yes, and then allow him to do a fundraiser to get back on the platform. I think he's raised several million dollars, which I assume he just keeps for himself. 
I mean, he must be so happy the day they kick him off. Yeah. Like, it's fucking utterly ridiculous. I'd be happy to get kicked off. I wouldn't even make any money. I'd no. Just, it'd just be a good day for me. No, you could just quit. Uh, so, what do you think? So, Tranny is a big thing or not a big thing? This, I'm looking at the pictures of Christine Hallquist right now. And, bo- yeah, boy, boy. It looks like it looks like the girl did not get invited to the prom. Is that home of the prom night? <laughs> <laughs> or or a, a, a women's basketball coach. like Pat, A little bit like Pat, uh, whatever her name was. Uh, basketball Summit. Coach. Yeah, a little bit like Pat yeah. Summit's older, bigger sister. Yeah, I mean, I'm cool with it. Obviously, I, I don't know. I don't know what the governor – I think once she's elected, if she's elected, I don't think we'll ever hear anything about no. the, the governor of Vermont again. No, except they'll cover her on every speech she gives just because she's she's transgendered. I don't see it's still it's still people don't understand that transgender still is one in one in thirty three hundred people are transgender in this country. It's still one third of one percent of the population. It's mm-hmm. minute. It's not like a gay the gay population or the black population like that. Transgender is a very small population that has a extensive amount of media coverage. Just a massive amount of media coverage. And now they're overrepresented in politics. Just yes. Based on this one governor. Um and now they're and now they're, they're now they're claiming you can't have characters, non-transgender actors playing transgender characters in movies. You can only use transgender actors. And by the way, I assume in Hollywood there's a lot more transgender people than around than in Nebraska. But still, it's still pretty. It's still a pretty low percentage. Well, that's why this thing. I think it's kind of cool, I guess. But it is Vermont. Like it's a very Vermont. It's the most Vermont thing to happen. You know. Yeah. Well, like, Bernie I, Sanders for 35 years, like as an independent, I independent. Whatever he did, you know. Yeah, I'd just be more impressed if if she was in uh, Gainesville and and yes, you know, then won the governorship of Florida. Or something. Yeah, that's not going to happen. <laughs> well, they have a, they've had a lot of gay governors, uh, closeted gay governors, but I don't think any openly uh, uh openly transgender person is going to win. Although it would be awesome. The best thing would be like a crying game thing, where somebody like won like a Republican thing. That's like a really masculine dude, and then came or ma- a hot woman. And it turned, then revealed himself to be a, have a dick. That'd be awesome. That would be like an amazing crying game moment when they get elevated to some like big convention speech. and just whips out his package, whips out her pack, lifts her dress, whips out her pack. That'd package. be so great. Yeah, that's never gonna happen. I assume they uh, do a ball check on that, <laughs> that thing. Matt, is there anything you're uh, what six two? Six four. Oh, six four. Yeah, I, I just assumed you're six two. Uh, so I recently traveled on uh, uh, two. It took two flights on airline. One was on American, where I'm five nine and I couldn't move my legs for four hours because the seats were so tight in coach. Um, and it was really. I don't complain a lot. I'm not tall, so I don't like to complain about like how the seats are too tight because I feel like people look at me like you're not tall. Shut the fuck up. But it was like short, it was horrible for me. I assume it's even worse for you. So I flew recently on Alaska, and they said, I said, you know, is there any seats with more leg room? Uh, I've had blood clots before from my legs. Just, and I'm supposed to get up and like walk around the plane. Everyone should actually, really, because um, having your knees bent for like hours is really bad for your blood system. Um, but they said, yeah, you got to pay. And it's just a short flight from LA to San Francisco. You got to pay 15 bucks to get the extra leg room. And I'm like, well, I mean, yes, I can afford the 15 dollars. But I'm like, are you telling me I got to pay more so I can actually have some blood, some blood flow in my legs? Uh, is this like extortion? Like so like they used to sell like, you know, go to business class, get free cocktails, you get better movies, you get the hotter, hotter stewardesses. I get that. But this is just like, like leg cramp, ex- leg cramp extortion. Yeah. It's when they started doing the premium seats and they're just, they're just regular coach seats yes. and uh, charging more for the exit rows and, and really nickel and diming. Um, 
you know, not coincidentally because they're now a monopoly and there's basically going to be two airline companies and, and they engage in price fixing, which everyone, it's not a conspiracy. It's a fact that was brought out and no one cares. Um, cause you know, they can do whatever the fuck they want, obviously. And they, it's obvious that they have no respect for their customers now, hence the seats. Um, I have figured out a way to at least recuperate my money from them. Yes. This should be interesting. Yeah, a friend told me about this. And uh, so what you do is you get one of those prepaid ghetto-ass credit cards. Yes. So you get one, say it's got 50 bucks on it. Spin that, so it's got about a dollar left on it. Could be two cents, whatever. No money, basically. <laughs> yes. So when you're flying, they, they run those. All they can do is authorize that it is a credit card. Oh, they don't know how much is on it. No, yeah. they don't know how much is on it. So I, I get about you know three, four, five drinks and a couple snack boxes every flight. And uh, that makes me feel better. Is this your falling down moment? This is like your stick it to the man moment. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're like, "Where's that guy? They're gonna find. They're gonna find airline security is gonna be tracking you down. Where's <laughs> that guy who buys the fucking moon pies, change rails, and fucking scotches? Like, and isn't paying for them on his flights? That's gotta cost him at least what twenty bucks a year. Oh no, and wholesale, dude. wholesale. I, I'm, really I'm, I'm chipping away at this industry. We're talking probably in the three to four hundred dollar really? range last year. Wow, a lot of flights, a lot of a lot of drinks. Um, but you have to be drunk to fly at this point. You do, but then you have to go to the bathroom. Who can go to the bathroom? Because you're like you're locked. If you're like not in the aisle seat, you're locked in, man. You gotta like, everyone has to get out. You gotta climb over people. I definitely do aisle, but it's it's yeah. worse now because the seats are smaller. They're yes. and narrow, but you're you're there's less leg room, so you're more folded into the chair. Yes. So people are knocking you in the head, you know, when they walk by. Like I was. Uh, Oh, if you're in the aisle seat, you get smashed by everything. You get smashed, dude. I took a flight back from Alaska to Seattle uh, a few weeks ago, and I don't know. It was a midnight flight, and I don't know if it's just Alaska people drinking a lot or whatever, but I've never seen more people come to and from a bathroom in yes. my entire life. It was like a constant flow. Like I couldn't relax. I had like terrible anxiety because it, like, it, there was just no... It, it, was, it was like a free-for-all frenzy in the fucking aisle of, of people <laughs> going to the bathroom. I assume they're just drinking. The, that's the problem. You drink is great, but then you have to go. To, it's like at the ball game, too. I hate that because guys drinking beer, fine, whatever. I don't care. Let's drink the beer. If you can afford 14 bucks a beer, all the power to you. But then they got to go fucking take a leak every other inning, and you got to stand up in the whole aisle and excuse me, i got to go to the bathroom. But when I Yeah, and when I book that seat... I usually book towards the front because, A, I like getting off earlier. Yes. I hate – I don't know. I still don't know why it takes so fucking long to get off the goddamn <laughs> plane. Um, but this was towards the back. And, and so I was like, oh, that's why I don't do that. But they are trying to charge me more to, to, go front. to sit in the front. And yes. I'm like, fuck you. I'm not paying you for a normal seat. Yes. You know? I, I, the same – the prices are pretty good, but then they add everything on. A lot of airlines now for, charge for if you want carry-on bags, well, shit. There is that one like – American, I think it was – Group G or whatever the fuck they gave it some uh, inconspicuous name, but you're not allowed to carry anything on at all, and you have to sit in the back three rows. <laughs> and it's like it's just like steer. It's the class like on on the Titanic that get all drowned. It's like the steerage class, and there's like a gate, so you can't get out of the gate. I haven't seen like the that lowest. Yet. Yeah, it's the lowest. Uh, United is doing it as well. Like you have to sit in the back three rows, and you can't bring anything other than like a purse or an over the shoulder bag on with you. It has to go under the seat. You're not allowed to put anything in the overhead compartment, and you have to sit in the back next to the toilet. Which is on a long flight. It's not very pleasant. Not very pleasant. That's brutal. I didn't even know about that, but yes. it sounds right. It's become like it's basically become like Greyhound, but at least on Greyhound and the bus, you can stretch your legs a little bit. They don't kill you on the leg room. So I, I just don't like how boldly transparent they are about like if you want to be able to feel your legs halfway through this flight, 
give us fifty, give us fifteen dollars or twenty dollars. And like, I mean, what else do you get? That's it. That's what you get. It's insane. And now they're trying to fill their extra seats. Like I was booking a ticket the other day and it's like flexible dates. Yeah. And I'm like, what kind of fucking loser <laughs> is like, sure, just put me on a plane. Yes. The worst flight you have, yes. the worst seat. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll, I'll just come back whenever. Yeah, I got nothing <laughs> going on. Um, Tuesday, six, eight hours. Be here. You got to get, you got to save ten dollars. And you try, you can't get them on the phone. You talk to them. They're in the Philippines. They, they really like. This is a thing that I've seen change, which is why I believe in regulation to to a sensible degree. I've seen it change. Flying has always sucked, but it used to be not terrible. Yeah, you know, you get now. a seat, and and the people were nice, and they would try and help you out uh, if they could. And now they're like, fuck you. Get in the seat. Don't say anything. It's an, and, it's uh, an assembly. It's a complete assembly line. Uh, move, move the bovine type situation. Yeah. And they're always like trying to get on time, and they're like shoving people around. It's become like a Japanese subway, uh, like a Japanese subway where they shove the person with the batons. Yeah. Uh, and it's not that. It's still not that cheap. I don't, under, I don't understand. I mean, you can get good deals. Alaska was offering like really cheap deals. If you but you got to fly buy by midnight on certain dates. And it's always by the way you have to fly at six a.m. Yeah. You have to take the six a.m. flight. Otherwise, if you go seven a.m., it's five times as five times as much money. That's uh, why people are freaking out on the plane all yes, the time. People yes. are running down the aisles in hysterics. It's like I get it. You push an animal to its breaking point. Yes, and it's going to react. And, and that's why people are literally bringing other animals to, to bring to therapy <laughs> on the on the airplane. I, re- I dread. I dread. I used to like travel by airplane. I just dread it now. And the airports and the TSA, which by the way. Uh, you, you saw the story. I see the guy who took the Horizon airplane at Seattle and did all the barrel Dude, I found that oddly hilarious. I was like my favorite story of like the transcript of him talking to the yes. guy. He's making fun of the guy. Yes. He's like, okay, Mr. Pilot guy, yeah. you're yes. really smart. Yes. Then he does a barrel roll. Yeah. I was watching the footage. Yeah. I'm like, he did learn this from video games. He, he does a barrel roll yeah. and then he does a full flip. Yes. Barely missing the ocean. <laughs> yes. Like, dude, if you're going to go out, you know, thankfully he didn't hurt anyone and no. I, don't, I don't think he was trying to hurt anyone. No. That guy's a fucking boss in my opinion he was the calmest suicidal person ever <laughs> he's just like i'll do i might do one more thing before i uh, die yeah like me i'll do i'm gonna i'm gonna do this fucking thing and by the way they they didn't think the plane could withstand what he was doing which was kind of awesome uh yeah, he, he like made huge strides for aviation yes. during his suicide yes and he clipped then he clipped the island he got the a little too flip close. the yeah, flip that was, was incredible that was amazing i've never seen an airliner do that like a, a, a commercial jet do that before yeah i'm sure they do that in testing in the middle of the desert somewhere but, like, I've never seen an actual – and, by the way, a guy with no – it's just a baggage. I was thinking about because I just saw the Alaskan baggage handlers on the ground, and the guy was vaping, you know, it was like he was putting <laughs> the bags on. Because, like, that's what the guy did. He put the bags on the plane. And what a fucking horrendous job that is. And he's just like, fuck it, I'm just going to jump on this plane and just do yeah, it. Yeah, I think that guy had a real sense of humor. I looked yes. at his Instagram – and his Facebook and his wife was hot. Yes. And he was like traveling and like looking real cool and ironic in his photos. Yeah. And then he did one more cool thing before he, you yeah. Know. And he was like, and everybody, I mean, this is very cliche, but everyone who knew him said he had no signs of like being angry or suicidal or venting. He was like quiet, but like never said a bad word at work. He was just like kind of a happy go lucky guy, basically kind of quiet. But like that's always cliche. They always said about terrorists and stuff. But, but it was like literally. I mean, his wife didn't think anything was wrong. You know, it's like there's always warning signs. This guy just like saw the plane. He's like, fuck it, like this is it. And he knew he didn't know how to land, so he knew he wasn't coming back. He is that what? Had, he yeah. crashed eventually. Yeah, he doesn't know how to land a plane. That's why the pilot on with him to try and help him land because 
apparently it's pretty easy to take off, but it's really hard to land. He should, he should have done a water landing. Uh, well, he did a landing into an into an island. It didn't work, <laughs> but he knew he he knew he wasn't coming back. Right, which is pretty amazing, and he was so calm. I love that guy. That was a big fuck you to the airline because he, by the way, he trashed one of their planes. <laughs> 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 fuck you, and you're stealing your like fucking B and Bs and all your drinks and stuff like that. Man. <laughs> he fucking like took it out an entire Horizon. That's a Horizon plane operated by Alaska Airlines plane. Oh out God, of- I'm gonna get on a list now. Both of us. <laughs> All right, Matt, now comes the time of the show when I get everyone over to patreon.com forward slash last man earth to hear our pennies at a bunch extra special exclusive segment for today. If you're not on patreon.com, where the fuck are you? All right, that's last man earth. Talk to you next week.